Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and as usual I am joined by Betty. Hello. And Ola. Howdy doody. How are we doing today? I'm really fucking happy right now. I just sold my car. My car can get fucked. I'm stoked. That's and it's great. Canada Day. <laughs> so I'm going to go to my Canada celebrations after this at Greenwood Hotel in Sydney. If anyone's going to be there, you know that that's the last year. The first time I got recognized for the podcast was on Canada Day. Really? really? Yes. It, I, I just. Was it that it, night? Yes, it was that night. I was sitting outside a pizza shop on the ground eating pizza. And this guy was like, hey, you're that chick from that porn podcast. And I was like, You're like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. off my head. I didn't know what year it was. I'm going to eat so Dude, honestly, I think I would love to be recognized in that capacity because then it would just it would take all the pressure off. It wouldn't be like, you do that podcast. It would be like, you're from the porn. And you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm the chick from porn. And my <laughs> yeah, friend man. Brent was like, you do porn? <laughs> so it was just I'm like no the podcast you're meant to be my friend you're meant to listen to it and he's like I don't fucking listen to that shit like he listens to sports podcasts I was like I'll do a sports podcast with you and and it can be like you teaching me about sport and me commenting on guys asses we could do we could do a nice little like we could do a sports romance for him as a gift yeah you know for Canada I think we are I think we're doing plucking around at some point we are doing plucking around next no wait the week after next the week after next yeah oh no in like four weeks listen Uh, who fucking knows (laughs) nobody knows okay we are pre-recording hard right now Mm -hmm. it's just too much going on I know it's a lot I don't even know where I am most days so you're in Dunedin we do oh, not. It's, it's hard not know. to know where you are. You're in the biggest <laughs> yeah. fucking we're hole freezing in the planet. It is we might very, very cold at the moment. Week. We might all get hypothermia and die. So uh, dramatic much. If there's going to be like less than a mill of snow. It's not going to be less than a mill of snow. <laughs> it's going to snow <laughs> for the next eight hours. It's f- bro, I'm from Poland. Okay, we're <laughs> talk snow, and we're talking about Canada today. New Zealand ain't got shit on Canada and Poland. Yeah, but we don't have the. This is what I have the argument every single time because the mm. UK also shuts down. There's a moment of snow, right? Right. It's because countries that snow all the time have the infrastructure for snow. Dunedin shuts down because it does not have the infrastructure for snow. Poland does not have infrastructure for people walking on the street, bro. Please. <laughs> My grandfather would get so stoked when there was snow because he'd be like, we can do fireworks now. And he'd like fucking pull out fireworks, put them on his um, balcony and just let them launch out. And sometimes they'd fail and just go into the snow and the snow would blow up. Like it was amazing. <laughs> Dunedin has no infrastructure for snow. Like you are lucky if the roads are gritted. Yeah, they grit like the main roads, but not like yeah. the, the Dunedin's full of hills as well, and it yeah. gets really icy. So yeah, pretty much. I shit. just feel like, but yeah, tonight's gonna be really fucking cold. Communist mm. Poland, which is still like essentially communist Poland right now, pretty much the way that people live, 
is um, not prepared for any snowfall. Talking about communist Poland, I tried to get Taylor Swift tickets the last two days, on Wednesday and yesterday, didn't get them. And my mum sent me a a text saying, this reminds me of when I lived in communism. And I was like, wow. (laughs) What? I've seen a lot of people beeping online being like, if you're an American and you bought like an Australian ticket. I actually wanted to bring that up today. If you have... (laughs) resell it to Australians you had your turn it's unfair I waited nine and a half hours I didn't get anything I wanted to take my little sister to enjoy it with her because it's one of her favorite artists but instead 50% of tickets were sold to people with USA IPs shit it's unfair it's so unfair Dave well, was actually just asking me about like Taylor Swift. He was like, "So what? Like, why? Why is Taylor Swift so, so like popular all of a sudden?" And I was like, "I actually don't know. Like, I just know that she's going on tour." So and that's it. I can tell you why, and the reason is, and this is the reason why I want to go. I'm indifferent about her music. I listen to it like I know the words. It's the show. It is one of the best shows in the world. When you see videos of the stuff that she does, this is you know how I was saying the Red Hot Chili Peppers did not entertain in Sydney. She entertains. Mm-hmm. Like you go for the entertainment. Like Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Pink, entertainers. You go for Red Hot Chili Peppers for the music. Yeah. Well, it's the difference between pop and rock. Rock artists know they're good and they don't try, and that's why I go and see them. Honestly, I got pop a bit artists? bored at the Peppers, but sure. How could you get? Bored? I was not bored. I enjoyed every second. I think I love the Our set list was shit, and people like really went on about it. It was in the news about how shit the set list was. <laughs> That's funny. Betty and I go into the Foo Fighters. Oh. Yeah. In January, yeah. That's exciting. I have to, to redo what I just did for the last three days for Beyonce. Oh, man. Fuck that. You okay. should stop going to see all these, like, really good pop no, artists I and love then start them. going to see, like, aging rock artists because no. their tickets yeah. never sell out. No, I am dying to see Beyonce, but I am seeing Blink-182. That's cool. Yeah, that I'm, you should bring a tiny little submersible with you. A submersible? <laughs> Why? Because of the the guy's stepson. He went to a Blink-182 oh, concert. Oh, yes! <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that took a moment to hit. It did hit home when it hit, but like G and I were just like, I was like, do I understand like, what, what submersible means? Like I was really confused <laughs> for a second. I'm like, are you using words that I don't know right now? Oh man. All right. Back we are business. talking about Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas today. Yeah. 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 I love the book. I didn't think mm-hmm. Betty liked the book. And I think Ola was a little bit eh about the book. I learned while reading Birthday Girl, it was a big learning process for me because I'm very rarely like stressed. I'm a pretty happy person. I am very much a mood reader. So I feel like if I was happy and I read it, I would have had a completely different experience because I haven't slept properly in weeks. I've been like freaking out, not enjoying my life. And I just found it almost impossible to read this book. Not because it wasn't good, just because I was like not in the mind frame for it. Yeah, and I think because it is, it is like kind of like a slow-paced book. Like it's just definitely oh, it's a slow so burn. Slow. It's and it's slow. Penelope Douglas's writing is really good, but it is like quite emotive. Like it can be quite depressing sometimes. I just felt like a bit of it was a bit repetitive. Yeah, fair enough. The eighties really like. Oh, I, I feel like it. <laughs> let's, do, let's do the ratings. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, should we do our ratings? 
Um, I'm gonna give it. It's a four for me. It's Agreed. a four because I like. I really like it, but I don't think it's even really her best book. But it is, I think, her most popular. I I agree with the four. There are some things that I would have changed about it, so I can't give it a five. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five to four. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I didn't think you were going to get it. No, 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 no. Listen, not a shit book. Just was not in the right frame of mind. And I'm being objective as well. If for me personally, yeah, whatever. But I understand if somebody loves slow burns, whatever, perfect. I do not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll read the fucking blurb. Where is that? He took me in when I had nowhere else to go. He doesn't use me, hurt me, or forget about me. He listens to me, protects me, and sees me. I can feel his eyes on me over the breakfast table, and my heart pumps so hard when I hear him pull up in the driveway after work. I have to stop this. It can't happen. My sister once told me there are no good men, and if you find one, he's probably unavailable. Only Pike Lawson isn't the unavailable one. I am. I took her in because I thought I was helping. As the days go by, though, it's becoming anything but easy. I have to stop my mind from drifting to her and stop holding my breath every time I bump into her in the house. I can't touch her and I shouldn't want to. But we're not free to give in to this. She's 19 and I'm 38 and her boyfriend's father. Unfortunately, they both just moved into my house. Fucking good blur. That's such a good blur. It's a good blur. It's a good blur. Man. I honestly oh, don't read blurbs, I've noticed. I go into books completely blind. I had no Same. idea what the really? fuck was going to happen. I'm a blurb book. reader, no. and I, I do blurb, and I do reviews. It depends. If I'm looking for something specific, then yes. But whenever you guys tell me to read a book, I just I go in and I'm like, what are we reading this week? Yeah. And I'm yeah. shocked. If it's a podcast book, I always go in blind. Yeah, I always try I, and go Yeah, I tend to do that as well if it is a podcast book. But like for myself, unless it's like an author I really like. Then I'll just read whatever. Yeah. No, I can say that. But, but yeah. yeah, podcast book, go on, I have to read it anyway. What the fuck is the difference if I read the blurb? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about yeah. it. Sometimes like it's surprised. quite fun to like, you read the book and then you go back and read like the blurb and you're like, does it, does it fit? Does it matter? Although, with the book that we're reviewing next, oh I started reading blind and then I was like, what the fuck am I reading? And then I had to go back and read the blurb to like figure out what the book was actually going to oh be about because I was quite confused. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> anyway. Right, save save that, for that for next, next episode because, because, because that be, is yeah. bizarro. I went it's on pretty a journey. <laughs> I'm so confused. I didn't know what my name was, where I was. Please talk about birthday yeah. girl. All right, should we start off with our our favorite parts? Who does anybody else want to kick off, or do I do I start? Go nuts, Jay. Go for it. My favorite part about this book was it a hundred percent solidified and opened up the world of boyfriend's dad for me. The best genre. I think it's my favorite. Oh my god, when I read it, I was like, this is all fucking G. The minute she said yes, daddy, I was like, fuck, G is having the time of her life. I love age gap. Love, love older man, younger woman. And then the whole like boyfriend's dad thing. Like, oh my god, so good. Like, this is what, yeah, really got me into age gap books. So that's my favorite part about it. And it sort of like set the precedent too. Okay. 
I just I that love... sets the precedent for you for age gap. Don't you feel like you've read better age gaps than this? I don't think I have. I think because it's such a slow burn and because okay. it actually really does come across as like forbidden. Okay. You know, like other ones, like it'll kind of be like insta love and they just won't care, or it'll be like, you know, they get over the age thing quite quickly. Like that was like really difficult to do in this book. I want you to read Latte Darling by SJ Tilly. She's coming onto the podcast. That's as on well. my list. Okay. Whoa. Enjoy. But I read it and it like I, I read I think I read the blurb in some reviews and it said that it was like funny. It is. And like I don't yeah, I don't want to read it. But it's not like it's not funny like haha. It's just lighthearted compared to birth. Okay. Like it's not depressing where you want to fucking shoot yourself while you read it. I love that though. That's my favorite. Okay, well then don't read Latte Dog. I want drama, I want angst, Listen, I want pain. This author has another book called Sleep Kitten. Like the <laughs> like I know you fucking love the angst. I was talking to Brittany Nicole about it this morning. I was on FaceTime with her and I was like, these fucking girls and their angsty books. Like, I just want to be happy right now. I can't, like, my mood is not coping with it. Oh, man. My favorite part probably was the slow burn. I am a sucker for slow burn. Love it so much. I, like, I think slow burn is the most realistic way that you can portray a smart novel. And that's why I like to read it. I like the tension. I want to be mad at the characters for not fucking each other. I want to get to a point where I'm like, can you just fucking do it? Like, I like, I like. You want to be like frustrated. I want to be so frustrated that when it finally happens, I'm like, thank God. I've been waiting my entire life for this. And it's, and I, I feel good. Okay. That was my favorite part. What about Probably. you, Ola? Oh, um... I don't know. I feel like like it was – what's my favourite part? I think it would have to be, like, all of their character development. Like, that was done pretty well. And her writing is just really good. Yeah. Yeah, like, she yeah. just knows how she's, to write She's good at what board. she does. And in all yeah. honesty, my favourite part is that I didn't fucking hate this book this year. Like, we've no. just had such shit fucking books that it was nice <laughs> to not have a shit book. That's my favourite part. Just to sort of have, like, a normal one. Like when yeah. we just like you read it and you're like, oh nice. Like I can rely on this to not be a piece of shit book. Yeah. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, have we shit. not had a good one since um Sea of Ruin? Ruin? Well, listen, no, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna fucking hate parking around and I don't give a fuck because it's like twelve oh, no. stars for me. It's like five hundred stars for me. It's an it's a TikTok book. And I hate every other TikTok book that we've done, but this one, I'm all about it. Is that the gay one? Uh it's it's reverse harem, but yes, there are some. Uh, is it like gay the whole thing? The whole book is just smut for seven hundred pages. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Since we had one like that, so I wanted to mind, bring honestly. one in because I was like, "Fuck these fucking plot points and these slow burns." They everyone just starts <laughs> fucking from the get go, and every there is one part of it which is a slow burn, which is really great. But the rest of it, everyone's just fucking all the time. Excellent, perfect. Please continue. Uh, least favorite part. I'll start. My least favorite part. I know this is probably going to be. I don't know if it's going to be your guys' least favorite part. Was the fucking desk scene? Where she video calls him and then she just like fucks oh the God. corner of the desk. I have a few yeah, of favorite parts, but that's on there. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. My I understand that she wasn't hurts. fucking, yeah, I understand that she wasn't fucking the edge, that she was fucking like 
the flat bit of it. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, there are so many other ways to just, like, get yourself off. Like, why? And then to call back this? to it. Like, to call back to yeah. it in a later scene. Like, was yeah. like, hmm. Like, it was, like, really hot. Yeah. But it wasn't. Anyway, that's my least favorite part. Do you know what I did not like about that? Was the next day he was just like an angry man. Like he was just behaving like a caveman and being like, fuck everyone, fuck this, fuck that. Instead of just being like an adult. Like that makes me really You, can, yeah. you confuse me so much. I know. Though. Like you're it, so it's mood reading. It's mood reading. Because it's mood reading. You love, Don't question me. I love Gemma Blue. I'm gonna I'm gonna question know, you. Go. No, you love possessive, angry, obsessive men yeah, that get like the Gemma Weir aspect of like, if you don't fuck me, I'm gonna be in a bad mood. And that's exactly what happens in this book. And now it's your least favourite part. I think it was the way that it was done. And I just get like I feel like I'm okay when they get angry at the chick. I hate it when they get angry at everyone else. I love it. Like, he was like angry at like his like co-workers. Yeah, and then, I love like, it and so then much. he calls and he's like, do you know what happened to him? And I'm like, don't be a little bitch. Like, <laughs> but I'm also highly emotionally driven right now. So don't listen to me. Read this book. <laughs> I genuinely love that part because I love the idea of having so much like control over the guy that you're seeing power, they, they okay. get angry when you don't give them what they want sure i think my least favorite part is actually mm-hmm. the fact that they just kept going back to this 80s shit like i get it shut up i don't care and whatever yeah. and like it's fine she loves the 80s and she's a housewife and she's like perfect for you her character kind of seemed a little bit flat to me a tiny bit i liked her character Delete. i like that she was I a i like that she was a brat i like that as soon as anything was went wrong for though? her she just threw a tantrum yeah because that would be me <laughs> okay maybe that's why i like, didn't when like came, it no, i'm just like, kidding when she came home and like he was on a date with another girl so she just like Slam fucked up the house i can yeah. imagine you doing I, that I if one of my her. kids did that i would beat them with a wooden spoon I would follow them through the house and I would destroy their souls and make sure that they never slammed another door again. But that's how, like, my grandfather did it with me. That's how my mother did it with me. That's how my grandfather did it to my mother. It's like parental shit that I could not handle. I I love the the brat trope. I I love when women act like brats. I found her quite, like, relatable, which was, like, I feel like, because she was sort of, like, just a normal girl. And I kind of liked that because I feel like quite often, you know, we read romance books and the guys and the girls that are portrayed in them aren't really like the people, you know what I mean? Like they're just, they're they're such extreme versions of themselves where she was just like normal. She was just like, I just want to graduate and like not have any bills. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, that's super relatable. I don't know. I didn't find her that relatable, but maybe, I don't know. My least favorite part... Probably I felt the ending somewhat rushed because it's quite a short book. It's like just uh, just over 400 pages, like 406 pages or something like that. Yeah. And I think about 300 of those pages are slow burn. So it felt like the last 100 pages just went like really quickly and all of a sudden like they'd gone from staying away from each other to protect both their reputation and just each other. And then all of a sudden they were like, fuck all of that, like, Let's have like, like get married and have kids. What reputation? You know what I mean? Yeah, where? Because he's in buttfuck because he's nowhere, at the, Milwaukee. Because they're in a small the town. And small town people talk, and he was like, "I don't want to be the thirty-eight-year-old guy that's like fucking the nineteen-year-old 
like ex-girlfriend of my son like obviously yeah the issue is is that i do not understand the problem with an age gap likely because my parents had a 30 year age gap so for me it's like whatever i always grew up with it and i don't think it's really that big of a deal so whenever anyone's like reputation this and that i'm like get the fuck over it like who gives a shit it is yeah. it, like it genuinely is in most towns and like experiences like age gap isn't widely accepted yeah but like yeah, but you definitely understand like why you have happy. a different opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because the way that yeah. I was brought up, I'm a little bit different because I genuinely am like whenever I read an age gap, I love it, but I don't think of it as forbidden. Yeah. I just think of it as a trope when people like forbidden romance, age. But gap. you can also say like the forbidden aspect being that the it boyfriend was the bit. son's ex. Yes. That I yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would cause like talk in a small town, like the dad to hook up with his son's ex. Sure. And also like he didn't like, want to lose his they'd really... been living living with him yeah. as well. So it'd be kinda like mm-hmm. And you had the whole thing where he didn't want to lose his already like fractured relationship with his child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that kind of like you could understand why they couldn't be together, but I felt like the resolution was so rushed because they had all of these valid reasons as to why they couldn't be together. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like, fuck it, like throw all those to the wind. Like we'll just be together anyway. This kind of brings me to praise because in praise, it's a very similar situation, like the boyfriend and the, I felt like he dealt with it better in praise than he did in birthday girl. Like, do you mean like just sort of like just laying down the law? Yeah, laying down the law. I was like, just fucking tell him off. He's a shit. Like he needs some, he needs something. And you just seem like you're letting him do whatever he wants. And there's no consequences for his actions because you're scared he's going to be taken away. If he's an adult, he'll make decisions on his own. Yeah. I do think that it like the way it was portrayed in Birthday Girl though would be more realistic if you were a parent. Like, you wouldn't just want to crush their their world completely, you know? Like, you would do anything you could to spare them from maybe like, the hurt mm-hmm. of that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite sex scene? Has to be, like, the first time they have sex. Yeah. Because it's just, like, releases so much, like, anxiety and tension. Oh, no, I know yeah. which one's my favorite. When they're in the shower and what's his face is like, make sure that your pics are close up. <laughs> yeah i was like haha funny that was funny <laughs> there's a yeah. little bit of funny in there i liked it when they fucked no they didn't even fuck it was like with the first time they made out after they've been like mudding in the car mm. oh yeah that was and nice. they were rinsing each other off and then they start making out and then the son fucking thing is like dad <laughs> you love a son walking in is that betty you love the son coming in when the oh and your dad will yes. do it and yeah, yeah, that was a good scene. Which like makes eye contact with him, and then he's fucking him. You love that yeah. shit. You love it. You froth on I, that shit. You froth. It's because I love a power move. It's like all of these books. I love when the women are in control, just because like, but like it's not even it's being in control just by having a vagina that I love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not doing anything. Like they're, they're not like skills. They're not enforcing any layer of control. It's just like you can't fuck me today, and then they're partners are like well i'm fucking pissed off at the world like imagine having that level of control by owning a body part you didn't even choose to own <laughs> yeah fair enough and it kind of it flips the narrative on its head a little bit you know yeah it's a great feels quite nice yeah withholding I... sex is like the best way to get what you want 
spitting. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's very unhealthy and you that need That is a damaging therapy. statement to me. <laughs> don't tell people that. It's not true. Even though she is somewhat a therapist, don't listen to her for therapy right now. <laughs> she's like, I have a degree in psychology and this is what I learned. And this is what she's learned. Withhold sex. Don't do Manipulate that. people. Oh, okay. because then you're unhappy as well. Who says I'm unhappy? I'm getting off on the fact that they're angry at me for withholding sex. <laughs> oh, Betty. A Jesus. therapist who needs therapy. Who needs the best no, therapy not, in the world? Mean, okay, therapist. Fine. Let me, let me correct my statement. If you're in a healthy, stable relationship, do not manipulate your partner. If you're with like a little bit of a fuckhead, go wild. Go crazy. Go stupid. <laughs> Life. Just be as much of a fuck when it's there. Life <laughs> lessons with Betty. <laughs> this book kicked off like a whole slew of like daddy books for me. And there were so many. And one oh, of them read daddy that I want to talk about because I, I had the funniest title. And it was called You Take My Daddy, I'll Take Yours. <laughs> and it was about a girl who at her dad's wedding to a much younger woman meets an older man and has like the best one night stand ever you know like she's kind of like drunk and pissed about her dad getting married to this chick who's real young so she fucks this older guy it's amazing she never sees me and they didn't even take it to like get each other's name she assumes he's just like some random like person and then they, they have dinner at her dad's house yeah and then it's the it's it's the it's the yeah it's the new wife's dad and it is no. so good that has like the best like confrontation scene I've ever heard in my whole life. <gasps> should I read it? You should read should it. I, it's pretty quick it. read. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. I yeah. recently read Daddy's <laughs> Angel by K and I. Oh, K and I know some shit, dude. Kay that's a good a one too. Needs Jesus. Have you read it? Yeah. Oh. This, like the fact that she was there for the year and he waited and then it was the birthday and then it was the oh call me daddy and it's like I'll call you daddy. <laughs> and speaking of call me daddy, that's a Jade West book that's quite good. Yes. Yeah. That one's proper daddy little's girl though. Ooh, that one's that, like that she's a little into kink culture. Like that. Yeah. That one it does go into kink culture. Yeah, that one is quite confronting, but it's still, it's Jade West, so it's, it's so like... Good. You know that good. she's got a new so book good. coming out this week? No. Oh, does she? I think it's something... Remember how she was talking to us and she said that she was doing another one similar to Sugar Daddies? Yeah. This is the one. That's cool. Cherry something. I'm Ooh. Yeah. And um, today, really happy day. Today, I know that it's going to be weeks for this to come out, but I still want to mention it. Today is Emily McIntyre Day. It's her last day oh, of chemo. Nice. And they're doing, and all the authors are sending out well wishes on Instagram. So you'll see them over the next few weeks, but it's incredible. They've already had like E.L. James and Megan Quinn and everyone's posting these incredible posts for Emily McIntyre. Well done for getting oh through God. fucking chemo. Yeah, what an achievement. Congratulations. I just found that out what Jade's West new book's about. So. Oh, is it not that one? <laughs> no, it's called The Man Upstairs. And it's and the little thing is, I, Julian Lockley, am a sex addict who likes the degradation of barely legal girls. <laughs> oh! I don't think I've read, like, a, fem- like a, like a male degradation. No, no, no. No, it's just female a, a... degradation. Yeah, because no, he like, likes... But she, yeah, yeah, she's degrading the male. 
So the male. No, 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 no. He, he likes degrading barely oh, legal girls. I thought yeah. I thought it was he no, likes no, barely no. legal girls to degrade fuck him. With him. No, no, no. no. Okay. Oh, you meant like probably still be good then. No, no, no. He's degrading. I see how you think. He's degrading. Yeah. I think we'll probably um, get the arc because we're on our arc list and she's sending them out soon. Oh, so. are we? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to flick her an email just to like make sure we do because I really want to make that. <laughs> I'll send her a message on the ground, babes. Like, hey, Jane, I haven't spoken to you in like a year, but can I please have this? I speak to her all the time. What are you talking about? Me, me oh, me. then you ask I'll her. I'll ask her. That's what I just said. You guys are like, I haven't spoken to this author in like two weeks. I FaceTimed them last week. Like, please. Mm-hmm. I talk to these yeah. authors every I always day. like... Whenever I'm like looking through like my like I'm like adding shit to my TV on Goodreads, I'll be like, ha, I know her, but like I don't know her. I spoke to her for an hour, and then Ola's spoken to her for every day since. Yeah, I'm besties <laughs> with all the authors. I'm obsessed with them. We gotta listen. I'll make friends with anyone. I'll make friends well, with a lamp. You fucking would as well. I would do. Yeah, you wouldn't stop until you reach a girl. I absolutely you any... forced you to be friends with me. Pardon? Yeah. Do you have any news? Do you have any girls who read porn news? Um, or is that just sort of the... girls who read porn news? We are still working out the merch situation. It is a bit of a bitch to get it going. Didn't realize how much admin is going into it. And um, what other girls who read porn news do I have? Nothing. Oh, E.L. James released a Nothing. new book, The Misses. Oh, yeah. is that the first one that she's released since? Um, Correct. Since, since the, the Fifty Shades. Christian's point of Grey. view, Fifty Shades. Yes. That yeah. is true. She has released. Oh, Megan Quinn released the second part of the book that we read when she was on the episode, The Royally Not Ready. She released the second That's part cool. and I'm actually really excited to read it. I've got it downloaded for my flight. I am prepared. I'm ready. Oh, are you going to save that one for when I'm you go I'm saving away? a lot. I have, like, I've got 23 hours each way with a shit ton of anxiety meds. I'm on my way. Yeah. To go nice. overseas and live my life. And we have six weeks of just doing whatever the fuck That's you a good idea, just, like, stocking your Kindle full of shit. Because, like, you might not know, like, when you, like, what if you, like, read a book and then, like, you, like, it finishes and then you still have, like, ten hours of a flight to go or something. Well, like, I just pay for Wi-Fi on it. my flights because I'm not of cheap. Course you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so cheap. But I'm like, also, I will I not have any extras. I will go hungry. I will likely do so, because it's going to be, when I'm flying, so when I fly, I try and sleep the hours of the place that I'm going to. So I'm going to be pretty much awake for the whole US hours. So I'm just going to be nagging authors about shit the whole How time. How do you plan that? I just, I like, I get on a plane and my body goes like, oh, it's time I'm to sleep. I force myself to stay awake. Dude, I pass out. You put me on a plane seat. Just like in somebody's lounge and I'd fall asleep. My body knows. <laughs> that's so funny. It's been trained. Not this yeah. chick. No, like, that's not how my body works. I hate flying. Really? Oh my God. I had the most horrific experience from Vietnam to Sydney. My mum and I still like have trauma over it when I was 15 oh and the plane was falling. And oh, oh, Jesus. It- but like we got off that plane, I remember, and there were people like kissing the ground, like wailing. And these were like poor Vietnamese women who had never been on planes before. So oh they God, come to people. Australia 
for the first time to like, you know, start new lives and stuff, never been on a plane before. And that's their first experience on a plane is that we nearly had an emergency landing at West New South Wales. And they're on the ground, like kissing the ground, like begging for it to be over. It was fucked up. That's fucked up. So I I wouldn't really before that. After that. I wouldn't even know, honestly. The plane, the plane could be falling out of the air and I'd have no fucking clue. I would hate to fly with you because you wouldn't be able to fucking keep me occupied. Mm. Oh, God, no. You, well, It's like flying with Josh, whereas my friend Claudia is coming with us as well. I fly on my own for the first bit, so I have to keep myself occupied, hence all the vlogs. But on the way back, Claudia's fucked. She's, she's got to keep, like, deck of cards, let's go, for at least 12 yeah. hours. Like, you got to keep me. We've got to press play on the movie at the same time so that we can talk about it. I'm me? very much like, I don't I don't sleep much on flights, but I keep myself occupied. I don't want to talk to anyone else. This is my time. This is my alone time. Same. I me just... and my mum have the same opinions on planes, which is like, you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere and somebody brings you food. It's like heaven. <laughs> There's like no responsibility and somebody feeds you. Fabulous. Yeah, listen, that's fine, but I still wouldn't eat aeroplane food anyway. Really? I well, love actually, no, food. that's not true. I organized the kosher meal for myself. Give myself that, that tiny little bread with the, the butter? Oh, no. Yeah. No, no bueno. Yeah, You've got to organize the kosher like... meal because it gets done at a different place, not the normal place where the food is done, and they do it properly. I like airplane food mainly because, like, I love, like, TV-style dinners. Like, I Same. love buying, like, those frozen meals that have, like, the, like, yeah, like, that's something about, like, the sections. Like, the portions. The yeah, like, really satisfying. Yeah. TV-style. Everything sort of tastes the same. It's great. I love it. I love airplane food. I hate it. Apparently, the reason why airplane food is so bad is because your taste buds don't work as well. At the pressure. Oh, with the Basically altitude. Chock full of, yeah. with the altitude. Yeah, sorry. Um, so they chocolate. That's why it's like really salty too. Sometimes, like because they have to shove so much stuff in it. The only thing you should be getting if you're getting aeroplane food is stew, because that's the only thing that can the be reheated and it doesn't taste like ass. And you're not going to die from like. Oh, food the pasta is kind of good. Like the veg- I always get vegetarian on the plane because I don't trust the meat. But um, that's the worst option. Veg- if you look it up, they're like the worst option is pasta. Nah, veget. I love their vegetarian airplane food. I always get a really good risoni on a plane. That was good. You know what's gross on planes? Egg. Egg on planes. Oh, scrambled egg. Egg is gross anyway. Like, why would you put yourself through that? Because they're watery. For breakfast, they always give you the option of, like, some sort of, like, egg dish. Omelette. Like an omelette or something. Yeah. I honestly just just make my own schnitzel sandwich, wrap it up, and take it on the plane with me. That has been. I, I just bring a lot of historically what I've done every single time I've gone on a plane. Is I never bring food on an airplane ever because I'm so afraid that I'll forget that I have it, and then like they'll be like, "You can't come into the country." Okay, but if you're going to I Europe, have, like... they don't give a fuck. I've got 75 avocados that are going with me. <laughs> well, because my cousins don't have the same biosecurity. Yeah. No, you can go to Poland with fucking avocados. They don't give a shit. Um, I've brought in some stuff. Because in Poland, they don't have any good avocados. So I'm buying like the greenest of green avocados and schlepping them over with me. <laughs> Dude. What? For what reason? Because they love Australian avocados. That's I asked no. them, what do you want? And they said, Tim Tams and avocados. I said, sure, I'll bring you all the avocados, but you're going to have to eat a shit ton of guacamole in a week because it's all going to go fucking ripe at the same yeah. time. 
anyway i don't really like i understand that like tim tams are a really good biscuit but i don't really understand like the international obsession with them because Neither they're nowhere I. else yeah but I know, penguins but, like, they're, they're are good, exactly but, like, the same thing I don't know yeah. if you want to start a fight right now. I don't know what you're trying to do, but making statements <laughs> like that are fighting words. Controversial that statements. That is really the fucked only up thing... that you even thought it would be okay to say something like that in my presence. <laughs> I'm taking this real seriously. Like... like, I'm not even kidding, hey. The only thing my family's asked for when I go back to the UK is LNP and Whitaker's chocolate. I don't know what mm. LNP is. Lemon and Pyora? Pyro, pyro, pyro. I don't know what that is. It's the place that it's made. Okay. Do you know what I really want you guys to send me? And I was thinking about it. If you could, the crocodile lollies, the like really fucking chewy ones that break your teeth. Do you not have them? No. And I love them. No, you can send me some crocodile lollies. Send me crocodile lollies. I really want them. Do you? (gasps) Fuck! I forgot. Do you know what horrible thing has happened in Australia today? They're no longer making fantails, and I forgot to bulk buy them making fantails what are fantails fantails the yeah, australian know. confection the lolly the best thing like that fantail. ever happened i was like i was like that's like a native new zealand bird yeah they don't make them <laughs> they come naturally <laughs> fantail is like a native bird no the lollies and they're i don't know why they stopped they're all fucking it. turds they're so oh, good and sad. it was like a libra pad where it came with like facts Facts. It would have like, who am I? And like, so Liberation. I would be driving, right? I did this the other week. I was driving and I was eating them. And Brent, my Canadian bestie who I'm going to party with today would be like, who am I? I starred in, oh, what was it? Um, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh no, Thelma and Louise and blah, blah, blah. And that's where I made my break for it. And I'm like, Brad Pitt, because I know it all because I've read nice. this. Over my whole, the last 30 years I've been eating fantails. They're still selling them at supermarkets in New Zealand. Fantails. Uh, what are they? Show me, yeah. show me a photo because Should I promise you it's some? not the same thing. <gasps> they have them in like, New Zealand? Oh, they spelt, they spelt tails like, like tail, with, an, yeah, with like, like tails, a, like a story, not yeah. like a. Oh, wait, like no, tail. tail with the, yeah, story. Yeah, like yeah. apparently they're a countdown. So, which, oh, are, which is the equivalent of your woolies. Great. So the get Woolworths. some of those for me yeah. and the crocodiles and send them over. Okay. I don't want anything. I'm not Australia sending you anything. Yeah, I don't actually have any requests. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm not sending you anything. I don't know what's, what's made in Australia that we can't get. Like, I feel like we can get everything. Yeah. I, Could you, I mean, the, only like the things that we miss out on are like the stuff that you couldn't send over. Like really cheap, fresh fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like really good produce yeah decent produce vegetables fruit and vegetables in new zealand are insanely expensive we pay is grown in the country in new zealand americans listen when i look at your shit with costco and everywhere else you are seriously cleaning up eat organic just do it because it's still cheaper than buying the shit vegetables we paid we have 14 dollars for five capsicum Woman, and that was I spent a value twelve pack. dollars on an iceberg lettuce. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's, it's remember, insane. and yeah. I was going off on the podcast. I'm pretty sure about the iceberg lettuce. It was twelve dollars for a fucking I lettuce. Think I probably cut it out because it went a bit too long. Yeah, likely it because got to the it point was, here where I was like... pissed. I was pissed because how dare you have 
It's not like, fine, we're just a separate continent. It's not like we're fucking actually in the middle of nowhere. We have the option to grow shit. Why are you sending all of the New Zealand Australian produce overseas so that we have to spend $12 on a fucking lettuce? You know, New Zealand lamb is cheaper in the UK than it is in New Which is absurd because it's the best lamb in the fucking world is from New Zealand and we can't even get it in Australia. Don't get me started on produce. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very deeply about this because it should be easy for everyone to have access to local organic produce without having to fucking destroy their wallets and KFC should not be cheaper than organic produce. Dude, that's what it's like at the moment because it's, it's cheaper... It's cheaper to import all of like the big sort of like more snacky brands, like things like, you know, like Bluebird and like Heinz and all of those companies. So it's cheaper to buy things like chips and like other snacky shit like that rather than buy like an actual fucking apple and give your kids some nutrition. Yeah. So it'd be like, you'd be like, oh, like, what am I going to have? Because normally, like, what I would always do for my snacks and my lunches, I'd buy, like, heaps of stuff to make different sandwiches throughout the week. So that if I'm hungry, I just eat a sandwich. It's, like, well-balanced. I'm not, like, just eating shit. It's not going to fill me up too much. I, like, can't buy my sandwich shit anymore. Because, like, yeah, the well, it's, like, $7 still, like, dollars a dollar, for a cucumber. But, yeah, like, I'm, like, and it's probably shit. Is absolutely insane. So my shopping, my groceries for Josh and I used to be $400 a month. They are now almost $400 a week. Yeah, that's mad. That's insane. Inflation. G's really yeah. good at hunting deals. Oh, I, I, I only buy reduced on the meat. Deals. So if the yeah. meat is like about to expire that day, it's fuck. I don't give a fuck. And what then you it just is. put it in the freezer. It's get my freezer is so packed that it like overfrosted itself, and Josh cracked the shit. <laughs> yeah, our freezer's like that. Yeah. I do that. Yeah, every week I look at different supermarkets and I look at what's on special, and then I know like the different supermarkets in the area that most likely will have meat reduced to clear because they're the ones where like people don't normally go to, but they still have like quite a lot of stock. Shit like that. Amazing. I feel like we've gone so yeah. off track. I was gonna say well, this is look, nothing. I'm passionate about it. I'm really okay, sorry, guys. Just, and, something, you know, we want to talk about. Just be glad that you're in a country where you can actually get shit for cheap and you can actually eat without having to break bank. Because if I you want to talk about to sell cheap some designer bags to fucking feed this house. If you want to talk about cheap, um, anybody that complains about the price of books outside of New Zealand don't and Australia, talk to d- me about it. Don't deserve to complain yeah. about the price of books. Let me tell you something that happened. Okay, with books in Australia. Somebody asked me, can you go get some books signed for me by H.D. Carlton and send it to me to the U.S.? And I'm like, okay, no worries. But consider how much it's going to cost me to send it to you, A, $30. And they're like, oh, Australian dollars, you know, whatever. Then they looked at the cost of the books on our Amazon and they're like, is my Amazon not working properly? I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's $25 a book. And I'm like, yeah. Australia. That's really reasonable. Uh, I was <laughs> like, that's like a fine. Cheap. I would pay that. I'm like, that's yeah. cheap. What do you mean $25 a, a book? book? I thought that she's like 20. It's $7 US of A. Yeah, that's $7. Fucked, man. $7 US of A. I'm going to go to the US and then, like, buy even with the conversion, it's like you'd still be buying books for under $15, like Australian or New Zealand. If you like, got insane. a book for under $15 in Australia, you're buying it from one of those fucking bins, which is mm-hmm. like 
corner like of the book has been fucked up and eaten by my or it's been passed through dog. three people exactly yeah. and yeah. somebody has drawn dicks all the way inside of it so you know the last it. owner that had this book died like or it's got like a library smell. slip in it because it was in the library for 20 years because i buy pretty much all my books secondhand like because the ones that we read for the podcast and the ones that i read on like a day-to-day basis i just use my kindle for them mm-hmm. because with kindle Unlimited, kindle Unlimited. it's like the easiest fucking thing ever but the books that I actually want to own, like that, I never look for physical copies of books that I want because I'm always going to be disappointed by how much they cost. I only buy physical books secondhand. Can now. I tell you how much the fourth wing is going for now? It's not like sixty odd dollars. One thousand dollars. <laughs> what the one with the like spray special edition? edition? One thousand dollars, dude. That's fucked. One first edition. Thousand. Dollars. Yeah, but the first editions aren't worth anything until no, it's not the they're first like edition. a lot older. It's not a first edition. It's not a first it's edition. It's just a special oh. edition. Jesus Christ. $1,000. Put that in your fucking pipe that's, and smoke it. That's weird too because generally with books as well, like once you buy it, the value decreases. No, people like are buying it and reselling immediately. it. Immediately. And people yeah, are that's, buying That's like really odd for books. Yeah. People are paying $1,200 plus for the resold books. Well, if you have the money. Why? I don't know. Why? It's your money. No, you I know, been... but I just like I was talking to so many people about this. Why the hard copy? Somebody needs to write in and explain to me why the hard copies of like twelve yeah. of the same book though. Explain that to yeah. me. Oh, we were talking about and this, but with Akatar, yeah. people buy like, people buy the people whole buy series all languages. The like they buy like the UK covers, the German covers. Tell like, me about that. Like, Spanish. I will give you my Australian phone number and you can FaceTime me. I don't give a fuck who you are. Send us a message on the Instagram and we're going to have a conversation about this because I don't understand. I guess because like, because for I guess because like people buy them and they kind of use them as like an art piece almost, isn't it? It's like a piece of art. It's like a decoration to have in your home. But I've never like looked at like books like that. Like I have one nice book, Betty bought it for me and it will be the only piece of art book that I will ever own. And I bought it because it was based on a dumb quote. (laughs) Yeah, because she knew it was like one of my favorite books. It was I don't know. I bought Just a like Wuthering, I bought a Wuthering Heights, um, yeah, because it's oh, like a, because it's, it's also like an inside an joke. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a massive because part they, of after whatever souls are made of, his and mine are the same. The same and then, yeah. But then I think they changed it in after to say hers and mine are the same. So we're gonna and get I that just tattooed. Love it. We're gonna get it tattooed. Whatever our souls are made of, hers and mine are the same. I think I'm getting like, my first tattoo actually. I'm what? when I get yeah. to Poland because it's so cheap. It's like thirty dollars. I'm gonna go get my first tattoo. What are you getting? Um, my mum's name starts with A, and my little sister's name starts with Z. So I'm just gonna get A to Z, and then a love heart. Oh, that's oh, nice. that's really cute. Yeah, and I feel like it includes everyone in my life then. But it's like there. A to Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, but this is the beginning and the end of my love. Yeah, and because I, it couldn't be more perfect. It, yeah. That is a really good idea. That's a clever idea. I like yeah, that. I like that. If anyone steals it, I'll fucking come to your house and kill you. So they won't you. know. Oh, they won't know because I am actually going to be in Poland when this is released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother eating dumplings and getting fucking fat. <gasps> I have walked. <laughs> I have walked something like three hundred thousand steps in the last few weeks to get skinny girls. I have been seriously <laughs> hauling ass so that I can eat food when I get there. When I go to Italy, I'm gonna <sighs> inhale all of that pizza and the pasta and the fucking spagliola and the cappuccino. I don't even drink coffee. 
cappuccino come at me. I am ready for it all from A to Z. There you go. I'm Can you go it. to the wine fountain? Just on my behalf. Which one's the wine fountain? I, I can't remember. It's like a fountain and they just hand out free red wine. It's like a water, like a drinking fountain, but with red oh, wine. Oh, no, babes. That's in, I've been to that. That's in Lithuania. There's one in Italy. I'd be like, Lithuania oh, they do the, the beer one in Lithuania where there's like every weekend free beer. Yeah, yeah the there's, a red, there's a red wine one in Italy. I don't drink red wine. Yeah, but you just got to go for the free red wine. Yeah, listen. Saying no to red wine. Sure, Especially Italian red is, wine. If you tell me where it is, girl, I'm there. No problems. But I'll Google it. I've got to tell you short story before we finish up about going to Capri. Josh did not. Josh is upset and rightfully so had a fucking meltdown about how much money I've spent for Europe. Okay. What, like, what do you did mean? You do? He almost had an aneurysm when he saw the credit card bill. So I was like, we still need to get a boat to Capri. Like, you know, and he almost shot me. I was convinced I was going to die that day. Anyway, with lots of persuasion and lots of love and lots of happiness, I convinced him that the only way that we can get around Amalfi Coast is to get on a boat, which is so untrue and so <laughs> unnecessary. And he's like, fine, get the fucking boat. So we got the <laughs> boat. And then the next day he went to work, spoke to somebody about it. I left the house for about 12 hours. I was terrified. <laughs> Dude. I know, but I had to, sp- okay, listen, he's angry because the flights are expensive in Europe right now. If you're traveling to Europe, just know that it is so, it's the most expensive it's ever been to travel in into country it is ridiculously expensive since covid yeah because it's always europe has always been really renowned for like it's expensive to get there but then once you're there it's cheap as shit like i reckon majority of like historically i've gone there i went there for a year in 2019 i oh no 2019 in 2012 i reckon i spent like five grand in that whole time but to get there it cost me like three grand right it's because fuel's on its way up. Uh, up your cars, kids. Flights should only be like fifty to a hundred dollars into country. I spent five hundred dollars per person the other day. Man, that's a lot. So much, so much. I thought I was gonna pass out when I saw that. I was like, Josh is gonna murder me today. I am dead. <laughs> but yeah. But you can't help it. It's not your fault. No, and then when because he you didn't put the flight prices. The thing up. is, we both are very much overreactors and overexaggerators. Like that's just how we overexaggerate everything. Dramatic. We're very dramatic people. So he was like, "How did you spend ten thousand dollars already?" And then the next morning, I went on a walk and I was like, ten thousand. How did I spend ten thousand? Jesus <laughs> Christ, ten thousand dollars. We've been robbed because I was like calculating everything in my head. And then I came home and I'm like, Josh, have we been robbed? Like, did we spend $10,000? And he's just like, it was more like 5800 And I'm like, 10 that You can't say $10,000. So, yeah, there was like a lot of drama surrounding that. But it is what it is. And it was very stressful. And it's very expensive. If you're planning to go to Europe, make sure that you sell a kidney. Perfect. And on that note. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our episode, everybody. And I will see you. Next week, where we are talking about Fractured Freedom by Shane Rose. Oh, fuck, man. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. Thank you.